welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Kennington. We're streaming out live on the Alternate Current Radio Network and also at 21stCenturyWire.com. Thank you so much for joining us this week for this weekly omnibus three-hour news and analysis radio and podcast program. And uh, this is episode 153. The title of this show is The Nuremberg Syndrome. We have a situation that is unprecedented. This issue with Syria, the Middle East, Russia, and this is all feeding back into the U.S. election. And this is one of the biggest events that you can imagine. And it was completely blacked out, believe this or not, uh, until midnight last night. It was completely blacked out. In the U.S. media, the United States launched an airstrike targeting Syrian military, killed 62 Syrian soldiers, wounded 100. They're saying it was a mistake, uh, but we have it on good authority that it was not a mistake. Okay, and you have to remember, you're forking out, if you're an American, uh, you're forking out over a trillion dollars in your taxpayer and public funds to support a military machine that includes the Pentagon and all these this gaggle of uh, intelligence agencies, the CIA, the NSA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, and on and on it goes, okay? And all the satellite surveillance and all the things that Ed Snowden revealed, all the little software tools, okay? All of this, armies of people, batteries of people out there, and they claim that they got it wrong and they hit the wrong target. Well, it just so happens when the United States, and this is at Deir Azor in northern Syria, they've been watching this area for years, okay, so they know exactly who is where. They targeted a Syrian military platoon, took them out, killed 62, uh, probably a few others will die as a result, 100 wounded. Many of those will die in the coming days and weeks or they'll be disfigured, or who knows. And guess what happened? At that same time, the U.S. struck the Syrian military, the coalition, and, and, and this, it's a U.S.-led coalition, and I think Australia had a few jets that were along for the ride. Okay, so that's little possible out there to blame Australia if the U.S. gets really desperate. So while, while they hit the Syrian military, the Syrian military was stopping an ISIS advance on Deir Azor. And guess what happened? ISIS carried on and advanced as a result of the U.S. air cover, which was provided for ISIS. Because there is no other way to describe what happened. The U.S. is giving air cover to ISIS, and Israel this week is doing the same with al-Nusra, in the Golan Heights. And we ran that story. Israeli jet and drone shot down by Syrian air defenses. Israel denies it. Now, Israel did, came out after we ran that story and a couple of other media outlets ran that story. I think Sirius State News ran it. Israel didn't deny that they were fl- they, they were they flew an airstrike targeting. S- listen to this: Syrian army uh, artillery positions, fighting against guess who? Al Nusra Front. 
So there's Israel doing exactly the same thing in the south, providing air cover for terrorists, Islamist terrorists. And Israel is supposed to be leading the, the, uh, the, the greatest thing since sliced bread in the war against terror, according to Fox News. Here they are, giving air cover to al-Nusra. You can't make this up. So the U.S. giving air cover to ISIS in the north, Israel giving air cover to al-Qaeda in the south. This is the way it looks. So you get, and, and instead you get these sort of stories afterwards saying that, oh, Israel, the Iron Dome intercepts two stray Syrian missiles over northern Israel. That's a cover story. And we read it, and there's a little admission here about what really happened. Earlier in the week, Israel's Air Force targeted Syrian army artillery positions in central Golan Heights after three projectiles allegedly landed on Israel in one day. Right. Where have we heard this before? And then Syria claims it shot down an Israeli, uh, I believe an F-16, and a drone. It was denied by Israel. Uh, downed uh, aircraft in al-Nusra held territory. So we know it's going to happen to those uh, uh, items. Um, they'll be transferred from al-Qaeda back to Israel. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can see what's going on here. Okay. Now that, this, the, the story of the Obama his airstrike against Syria, declaring war on Syria yesterday, and Russia by extension, okay? That story was covered up all day by a what, a, what can only be described as a faux terror event in uh, New York City. A, a dumpster bomb, apparently. And then a pressure cooker was found, and a third device was found in an alleyway. So one in a dumpster, one in an alleyway, and another third device somewhere. They call it a device. We don't know. It could be a pressure cooker or, who knows, a microwave oven. I don't know. Okay. People were injured. Uh, 29 people injured. No terrorist group, no claim of credit, no target. No plot, nothing, no motive. Okay, this, and and then we're told, listening to the coverage on the media, that, uh, well, we're very fortunate that uh, emergency services were very nearby doing a drill. This was on Fox News last night. It was just a full court press of this, and it, it there was about, I don't know how many, maybe thousand, thousand plus, uh, various agencies, people out. They had American flags flying off the back of the fire trucks, big American flags, which was interesting. So this was a big sort of display for the media. Then they had the press conference scheduled immediately uh, with the mayor of New York and uh, all the sort of staff standing behind him with the usual show of force. And it was just incredible. And I'm just waiting for some something tangible out of this, and I don't find anything. And then Fox uh, used the whole f- five-hour coverage segment basically to do de- demagoguery about 9-11 and then talking about how the war on terror began with the 1993 World Trade Center bombings, which which we've told you and and is been covered ad nauseum. That was an FBI sting operation. But yet, we still have the media at every turn using this. And then we find out what it was really about. CNN makes a big, big display about 
how everyone's iPhones in New York uh, were taken over by an emergency to overriding the normal system by an emergency, a new emergency text message system. Uh, and this is warning residents to, especially if you're in the Chelsea area, to please stay away from all windows. And uh, it was so everything was on full display, robots, new text message alerts, everything. So, and we're told we need to, then the rest of the coverage is all these pundits saying we need to hit back, you know, we need to deal with the enemy. They haven't identified what happened yet. And everyone, it, automatically it's it's a terrorist event. So who knows, maybe they need a few days to piece together uh, some sort of a terror plot to back this drill up or whatever it was. It could have been an FBI sting cell. Because most of these terror busts or terror events in the United States seem to be connected with the FBI to begin with. I'm not, I'm not making that up. That's just a fact. Run the numbers. Informants, patsies, dupes, and other useful idiots. So this is what happened. So I could run a bunch of clips about this. I mean, Michael Flynn uh, on Fox just going ballistic as usual. This is a potentially an unstable individual who wants to be in charge of the, either the Homeland Security or the defense secretary if Donald Trump is president. Um, I, you know, the, these people will come on TV and they'll never utter a word about the clandestine involvement in the so-called domestic terror scene in the United States. They create these events and this was a great distraction to distract from one of the most embarrassing diplomatic displays ever. Role, this is Samantha Power at the United Nations, um, was asked to attend an emergency session of the UN Security Council. And, and here she is going absolutely losing it on world television, totally flippant. And it makes you really question, should this woman be... Uh, in any diplomatic or decision-making position, or is she just plain dangerous uh, for international relations? This is, uh, I believe, clip number two. Roll this one. A year ago, at the UN General Assembly, Russia decided to join the Assad regime, escalating the conflict, and perhaps worst of all, itself adopting some of the regime's worst practices, hitting hospitals, hitting refugee camps, hitting markets, without a single public expression of remorse. Seriously? They're calling this emergency meeting? Really? Now, because of a single airstrike, a strike that if it struck regime forces did so in error, a strike that we have swiftly acknowledged and committed to investigating. Okay, so there's Samantha Power um, basically saying, no, nothing to see here. Yeah, we just wiped out and just murdered, uh, you know, 60 to 100 Syrian citizens. Okay, whether they're serving in the, in the security forces is neither here nor there because they're being invaded by terrorist forces many of whom are backed by the United States. So they have a right to defend their country. Okay. So there's Samantha Power losing it. And the weight of this, you, you have to really look at, this is a dangerous situation. Here's the reply 
from the Russian UN ambassador, Vitaly Churkin, who's a little more measured, a little more cool, and a little more mature than uh, Miss, Mrs. Cass Sunstein, Samantha Power. Go ahead and roll this uh, YouTube clip of uh, the Russian ambassador at the UN here. Listen to this. Well, uh, you know, uh, actually, in my, all my years in the United Nations, that is over 10 years, and in all my years in international life, I've never seen, which is over 40 years, I've never seen such an extraordinary display of uh, American heavy-handedness as uh, uh, we are witnessing today. As I was talking uh, in the Security Council, sharing our analysis and frustration over the situation of Syria, Ambassador Power chose to talk to you. The only thing her deputy had to say uh, in response to my comments was that the U.S. investigating is investigating what has happened at Derazor. As Ambassador Power walked in, first thing she said, she was not interested in what I, what, what I had to say because what I was saying is a stunt. So it's, there is no point uh, in my listening to Ambassador Power. So I decided to leave the room. My delegation is there and to share my reflections with you. Uh, in fact, uh, 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 this is a very serious concern that uh, we wanted and we did share today with the members of the Security Council. As you know, we convened the consultations of the Security Council because the United States has uh, bombed uh, the Syrian armed forces in Deir Azor. And Deir Azor, of course, is one of the uh, most important symbols of resistance against ISIL because it has been besieged by ISIL for, uh, for a very long time, for a couple of years. Uh, the Syrian armed forces uh, suffered serious casualties, over 60 soldiers killed, over 100 soldiers injured, and uh, there is a threat uh, of uh, ISIL advancing on Deir Azor. Uh, fortunately, our uh, air forces, Russian air forces, were, hab uh, were able to come to the uh, assistance of the Syrian armed forces, so we hope this tragedy of ISIL taking Deir Azor is not going to happen. Having conducted this airstrike, the United States uh, has violated two of its commitments. One is the commitment to cessation of hostilities, which the United States undertook together with us in February and which we reconfirmed just a few days ago. And the other is the commitment uh, the United States gave to the government of Syria when the United States started its air campaign uh, two years ago. Uh, the, the United States promised to the Syrian government that air, their airstrikes are not going to affect the position of the Syrian uh, armed forces. That did not put the United States fully in line with the international law because they did not receive the consent of the Syrian government, but the fact that the United States committed not to, uh, not to strike the position of the Syrian government created certain conditions for continued cooperation with the United States politically and uh, on a number of practical aspects of uh, the situation uh, in Syria. It is quite okay. significant. Okay, so, so, that, so you get the picture there. You get the picture. You have one party who's rational, who's, who's sane, who's measured, who uh, un understands the situation, understands international law. Then you have the other side completely ignoring international law, telling lies on world television from a U.N. pulpit, Samantha Power, saying that Russia is targeting hospitals. Okay, these are all the sort of flimsy, fictitious propaganda campaigns. Aleppo is burning and all the rest of it. MSF-supported hospitals. 
that we've debunked and shown you on this program week in, week out, that the mainstream media won't, won't even talk about or challenge, that Russia is targeting refugee camps. Okay. I, I have yet to see, uh, any uh, evidence of this. This seems like it was just pulled out of her head and targeting markets. And this is an, this is a famous sort of, uh, white helmets propaganda thing. Oh, they're targeting markets. You know, they're doing double taps at markets. It's endless. Okay. They walk up to, to, to any pile of rubble, pull out cameras and just create a scene. This is what's going on in Idlib. Uh, East Aleppo and all of these locations. Okay. Total propaganda being basically buttressed by the United States ambassador to the United Nations, Samantha Power, citing all these sort of, uh, fictitious events, attributing them to the Syrian army and Russia. This is, I mean, t- the Nuremberg syndrome. Samantha Powers is Joseph Goebbels. Herman Goring and who knows who else all wrapped into one avatar. That's what you're looking at. And let's not forget what the what came out of the Nuremberg trials, the Nuremberg principles, undeclared wars of aggression being the worst of all international crimes. That's exactly what the United States has done time and time again and is doing right now in Syria. It has no permission to be in Syria. It's only being tolerated because everybody knows on the other side what will happen if the United States doesn't get its little wicked way. It'll start screaming like a baby, throw its toys out of the pram, and start bombing the country of Syria indiscriminately. That's what will happen. And if they can't get their war, they'll start it with a false flag. Okay? This is a dirty war which is being waged against the country of Syria by a coalition of nations... All NATO member states, including Turkey, and their Gulf uh, dictator, monarchy, oil kingdoms. Okay? That's exactly what's happened over the last five years. No matter how Samantha Power wants to frame it, in her world of spin, uh, that's what's really going on. Okay? It is just shocking. So, so, so what is the agenda here by the United States? Is it to weaken the United Nations? Because the, the, the only countries observing international law seem to be countries like Syria and Russia. And you can try to demonize, oh, the, the regime, the regime, Assad regime. Every second word out of Samantha Power's mouth is regime. They are providing air cover to terrorist forces. They are arming terrorist forces. They are using U.S. military troops to train terrorist forces. And what else happened this week that was embarrassing? American soldiers hoist U.S. flag in Syria, north of the Raqqa province, at their little military base in Tel Tel Ayyab. A new batch of U.S. Special Forces has entered Syria through Turkey to set up camp just outside of Raqqa. Fifty American troops, ten of which are classified as combat advisors. So I'm looking at a video right now of those troops on Toyota pickups with heavy guns and sandbag fortified. And they're being chased out of this village by U.S.-backed rebels 
that they're calling moderates who are all shouting jihadist slogans, American crusaders, get out, we don't want you. Now, I don't know if, if this is really what I'm looking at here. Um, is this staged? Is this some sort of game being played by the CIA? Possibly. But why are American troops in Syria with jihadists, with, with listed international terrorists? Why is the U.S. providing, and, and its allies, and the U.K., and France, providing material support, aid, and comfort to international terrorist organizations? Why? That's not only a violation of international law, it's a violation of U.S. law. So anybody involved in the decision to give aid and comfort and material support and weapons and tow missiles and cash and military training to known terrorist groups should be brought under criminal proceedings right now. Every single one, even up to the president. But they're destroying the United Nations in the very same way that who knows what the conspiracy was in World War II to allow Germany to do what it did to get the get the war going. But it, it, it destroyed the League of Nations and the United Nations was born out of this, out of the Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg principles were clear. Undeclared wars of aggression being waged internationally, whether directly or through proxies, arming factions in civil wars, foreign countries, foreign powers, arming factions in civil wars that are killing civilians. This is what the United States and its allies are doing. It's clear. There is no debate. And I wonder, I wonder, this this woman, Samantha Power, she could be sitting next to Goring, and that is no exaggeration, but it's, she's an embarrassment. What is the, I, I wonder about the psychopathy of some of these appointed people. Where do they find these people? What, what qualifies them to be flippant and throw temper tantrums on, on world TV using the UN pulpit? Is this what they teach at Harvard Law School? And you, you have to wonder about the, the, the dangers of drawing all of our uh, bureaucrat classes, this little elite Mandarin class of bureaucratic oligarchs this, who traffic in this kind of inbred intellectualism, which is all great amongst themselves, but has no real meaning in the real world out here where the rest of us are. This is what elite institutions produce. And this is what happens to a society that relies on elite institutions to produce their entire Mandarin class. And by the way, they all claim they're serving their country. But to me, it looks like they're serving themselves, their political party, and the corporations whose boards they're going to sit on and make millions of dollars after they leave, quote, unquote, public service. As all part of our taxpayer-sponsored career uh, uh, bureaucratic development fast lane. This is the worst diplomatic display by an American diplomat that I've ever seen. I've seen some pretty shocking stuff. This is worse than Robert Ford. This is worth, worse than Jeffrey Pyatt because Samantha Power is representing her country at the United Nations. Not running coups in Kiev like Jeffrey Pyatt. We're not running death squads in Syria like Robert Ford. 
or John Negroponte in Iraq or whatever in Central America. She's representing her country at the UN. It sounds like she wants World War III. Is that what she wants? Do they really think that the people of Syria are just going to stand by and be steamrolled by this unprecedented sponsorship of the worst people, criminals, thugs, the worst level of mercenaries, terrorists, killers, sponsored by the West to destroy a nation. That is what's happening. We're going to meet, we're going to talk about that with our next guest, Mother Agnes, after the break. This is the Sunday Wire. We'll be right back after these messages on the Alternate Current Radio Network. Better. Stronger. Faster. 